Welcome back to Let's Talk Title with Emerald Coast Title Services. I'm your host and president of Emerald Coast Title Services, Dion Moniz, and... I'm Ashley Bowen, the Director of Operations and a Licensed Title Agent. All right, so today we're going to talk about what is title insurance and why you need it. Why is it so important? So That's like what we do here. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of our meat and potatoes is yeah. doing title insurance. What do we do? But a lot of times we get questions, especially from out-of-state buyers, as to why... Title insurance is so important. Um, so we're going to explain that to you now. So Ashley, first let's get into what is title insurance. Okay. So it is an indemnity agreement between our underwriters and the insured. Um, the insured being the buyer. Or the lender. There's two or types of policies. We've got the owner's policy and the lender's policy. Um, so if anything comes up in title, after we've done our title search, we've closed on the property if anything comes up in the in the past title search after you've closed, then that insurance policy, um, our underwriter will indemnify um, the the next transaction to make and cover any losses. Is yeah. okay. So yeah. So essentially, unlike other insurances where you're paying for coverage going forward, title insurance you're paying for coverage looking backwards. So. If something happens and um, turns out there's an issue with title, something wasn't done properly at closing, uh, or it was a fraudulent deed, et cetera, which we'll get into some reasons, but the owner, the then owner or the lender can then file a claim against the title insurance to go back and fix that problem or indemnify uh, the parties. So it's, um, and it's roughly half a percent of the purchase price. And yeah, it's a sliding a, scale, it is a sliding scale. Um, statutory rate. And we can always give you, you know, a quote on what the title insurance policy will be. It is a one-time premium that you pay at closing um, and to, to purchase your policy. Um, and then that policy is going to be good for as long as you or your heirs hold an interest in the property. So if mom and dad have an owner's title insurance policy, they're deceased. Um, and then the property goes to their estate. Um, as long as... They, the title remains in the estate of the parents or if it goes to their heirs, like if the estate is probated and then it goes to, to their heirs, then that policy is going to protect them forever. They just paid for it one time. And so that is also a difference in that and any mm -hmm. other type of insurance policy like your homeowners, your auto insurance right. that you pay yeah. every year. Exactly. Yeah. One time payment. And it's, it, it's up to the amount of, it's usually for the full purchase price. Uh, if there's a lender involved, they're going to get a policy for the loan amount, but then the owner gets their part for the full purchase price. So let's talk about how it's kind of split up between owner and lender when you have those. Okay. So in the state of Florida, um, the owner's policy is going to be the more expensive policy, the meatier policy. And then we give the lender's policy at a um, simultaneous issue rate of $250. Um, so it's only 250 bucks for both policies um, to, to add the additional policy. You know, it's additional 250 and then plus the endorsements that are on the lender's policy. Lenders like specific endorsements. They change the coverage a little bit to the policy and it costs a little bit extra money. Most endorsements are um, $25, but then there are some that are 10% of the the premium. Like the Form 9 or the survey endorsement. Mm -hmm. Or a navigational servitude endorsement is a... Yep. It's a 10% one. Um, and so the endorsement, like the, the loan could be an adjustable rate mortgage. And so as the rate adjusts, the lender wants to make sure that their policy is, or that their 
their mortgage is still good and whole and um, it still holds value. So even as that rate adjusts, the mortgage is still good. And so that's why we add that additional like 6.1 endorsement for one of those. Or we have the, if it's in a condo or a a homeowners association, there's a PUD endorsement um, that we're just saying, yes, we know that there's a homeowners association out there that can lien the property. um, And we've made sure that it's all in compliance. And so our mortgage is going to have first lien um, and so you have like an additional endorsements for different weird little things. Yeah. And so you just made a comment that made me think that we should explain a little bit further. A lender is getting a title policy to ensure that they have first position lien, a second position lien, whatever position they are loaning the money for. So that ensures their position uh, versus other liens that might get uh, uh attached to the property. And we have to do stuff to get these policies. Like we have all of these steps that we have to take in order to get the policies. Like, so in order to get, uh, to make sure that a mortgage is in first lien position, even though the condo documents were all recorded first. So that is also a lien. Um, But we have steps that we have to take, such as get the estoppel from the HOA that will push them into second position. And and then we're in first. Right. Um, So there are like steps that we have to take to make, to make all these policies work. Yeah, exactly. All right. So who pays for this title insurance? Well, so the um, contracts, each of the main contracts that we always talk about, the fire bar and the crest, they both, um, there's a box that you can check. So it's either the buyer or the seller is paying for the owner's policy and charges. Um, typically with the owner's policy and charges, that also includes the title search, the lien search, and um the owner's policy. Um, but in the meat of the contract, it also states that the lender's policy and endorsements and charges along with lender's policy, those are always going to be a buyer charge. Right. Unless you change the contract like you can do. Yes. You'd have to cross through, make initials, add some additional language. And so generally it's uh, based on county. So in Walton, Okaloosa, where we're located and a lot of our clients are located, buyer Typically pays historically, title. yeah. Whereas, like in Bay County, seller pays both doc stamps and title. So it does depend on the county as to what the standard practice is, but that can be negotiated. And so sometimes it might be cheaper to pay title versus doc stamps. So you always want to get with your um, your agent or get with us, and we can help you determine what's best. Or hey, go to ects.com and use our closing cost yeah. calculator and find out there. Well, just don't be. Um, Shocked or confused, just understand that if the seller is paying title in the contract and there are still title insurance charges on the buyer's side, they probably will be, they'll probably say lender's policy or these different weird endorsements that'll say like Alta 9 or Alta 5.1 and those charges are on the buyer's side. But if you didn't make any adjustments to the contract, the lender's policy and charges should be on the buyer side, even right. if seller's paying title. Yeah. Because if buyer's getting financing, then obviously any charges related to that financing should be on buyer. And that includes the lender's policy. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, so now that we know what title insurance <laughs> is, why do we need it? Why is it so important? Uh, it just, it really um, is a protection. I mean, it's an insurance policy. It helps you sleep better at night, but these things really do happen. Like I have seen in the last two years more claims than I've ever seen before. Um, probably because everything has been so busy mm-hmm. um, and things have been changing. I don't know if maybe it's because people were busy and things were 
it's not always things being um, done too fast in a hurry or anything like that. It could be legitimate, you know, mistakes, but it just seems like all of, all of these closings that have happened in the last couple of years, and we've seen a lot more claims, um, but there's also, I mean, just historically in Walton County, I like to use this example a lot. It was my own parents. They bought a piece of property on the Choctahatchee River in Freeport, Bruce area in Walton County um, 30 years ago. They've had this property along with all of their neighbors on this dirt road along the Choctahatchee River for 30 years. Everybody was happy and fine until one of the neighbors decided to sell their buyer was getting a loan. And so they had to do um, a title search and a loan commitment and a title commitment. And they realized that all of the properties along the river, the entire, like 15 properties, the legal descriptions were all messed up. And so luckily everybody had title insurance. And so their, their title insurance policies were able to pay for a quiet title action that took a year and a half that probably would have cost $25,000. Luckily they all had title insurance that covered that. Um, a lot of people will say, oh, if you did your job right, <laughs> then we shouldn't need title insurance. Right. They but want to rely on the title search. But it's not just us doing our job right. We can do our job totally right. And our title search, you know, we, we did it to the best of our ability, but yet there was something fraudulent in the documents or there was exactly. a mistake that happened in the documents. And we all went off of it. I mean, mistakes happen and that's why you have insurance. Right. Yeah. So in general, title insurance is to protect you against any defects in your title. And so there are defects of record that will show up in a title search that we get and we clean that up in preparation for closing. And if something's not done right or something was missed, title insurance will cover that. However, there are other things that will not show up on a title search that title insurance covers. And that's, it's the hidden stuff that you gotta be worried about. And so uh, we get buyers from out of state and they just wanna get a title search and rely on that, but that doesn't work anymore because there's a lot of fraudulent deeds now, especially for vacant land. Oh my gosh. And so title search isn't gonna show whether the deed's fraudulent, it's just gonna show the deed. So- And there's so many different ways to make fraudulent documents now, Mm -hmm. just like, um, at first, whenever money, fraudulent money and checks, um, people were, I I remember when I first got into the business, people were actually making checks and then signing our names to them. Um, and now they can hack into your email and do fraudulent wire forms. So fraud, these crooks are getting smarter and it's happening with documents as well. So perfect example of the fraudulent deed that we like to tell this horror story in our seminars, our agent classes, but so a buyer buys a vacant property from who they think is a legitimate seller. They don't get title insurance because they did a title search and it all looked clean. They build a million dollar house on that property. I think the lot was like 400,000 or something. So they build the house on the property. At some point after the house is completed, the real owner of the property shows up basically knocks on the door and says, Hey, thanks for building a house on my property. I'll take it now. I mean, who knows what they really said, but it was ultimately they were notifying the the buyer uh, who thought they owned the property that they didn't really buy the property from the, from the proper seller. So come to find out it was a fraudulent deed. The seller was a fake seller took off with the 400,000 or whatever they paid for the property. And because they didn't have title insurance, 
they don't own the property and they don't have any way of being indemnified for this million dollars, well, million four really, that they just spent to build a house on property they don't own. And they ended up having to come out of pocket themselves, pay- To buy the property. Buy the property legitimately. Um, plus, yeah. So bad story. Uh, that's just, and that happens a lot in South Florida, but we're starting to see the fraudulent deeds. Oh yes, we've had here. a closing all the way up to, I mean, like the week before closing when it was a, a foreign seller- um, and that is typically what happens. There'll, yeah. there'll be a foreign seller that owns this vacant land. Um, it, ha- it was sent to our San Jose Beach office. And luckily, the closer there um, searched the passport, you know, sent it through some third party to verify. And it turned out to be a fake passport. And so we knew this was a fake seller. This is going to be a fake transaction. And she ended up having to contact the FBI and um, so that they knew you know, this is happening here too in North Florida. It's not just Miami. Yeah. And- yeah, absolutely. Survey issues is another good one. I mean, if the survey ends up being wrong for some reason and there's an encroachment, um, then title will kick in on that, assuming there's a survey endorsement. Yeah. So, so what would happen that's not going to show up with your you wouldn't know about. example that you just showed had this seller, you know, come and knocked on the door and said, Hey, this is my house that you just built for me. Thanks so much. Um, and the buyer had a title insurance policy, they could call the number on the title insurance policy and say, hey, what's happening? And then immediately those underwriters counsel would step in and help make it right up to the $400,000 or the price of the policy. Right. Um, and we also, speaking of that, um, when we do have vacant land and then we do like construction loans and people are putting a million dollars into a piece of property that they only have a title insurance policy for $400,000 on, we always recommend upping that amount Absolutely. as you make improvements, go ahead and up your title insurance amount. Yeah. So in the prior example, had the buyers obtained title insurance, either A, the title uh, company would have had to have paid the amount to the rightful owner to buy that property for real. Or if the rightful owner said, hell no, I'm not selling it to you. Thanks for this nice house. At that point, the title insurance, assuming it was insured for the full price of the rebuild, would have paid the buyer for their loss for their loss and they would have been fully indemnified or made whole. So uh, let's talk about the lender payoff issue. That's another one that we have experienced recently. That is again, something that will not show up on a title search. Nope. It happened to us just this year. Um, We did a closing. Um, I did it. It was my closing. (laughs) I did everything, you know, according to the rules, according to our, like, you know, what we do, we went by my little steps that we're supposed to do. We ordered the payoff. There was a, there was a loan on the property. We called and we ordered the payoff. It came to us. We closed the property. Um, we paid that loan off. We paid the seller their money. Um, everything was done right. We ordered our title policy. We got the policy back. Um, and then about 45 days after closing, either you or I, one of us got an email or a phone call from this attorney from the lender, the Mm -hmm. payoff lender saying the payoff that we sent you, there was a malfunction in our software that generates payoffs. And the payoff that we sent you was $69,000 short. Um, So we can't pay off this loan. We're not going to satisfy the loan. Um, We'd like to send you that money back. And we said, well, no, we don't want your money back. Yeah. We've already We're closed. closed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to help you with that $69,000. And so um, 
what we had to do is we ended up on the buyer's behalf um, filing a claim on their behalf. And now the all we want is for that lender, the payoff lender, they need to release our property. Yep. And then they can deal with the seller on their own. But our, that title insurance policy that these people, it was a $400,000 property mm-hmm. in Niceville. Um, the title insurance, probably three grand. Um, mm-hmm. And it's gonna it's saving their house right now. Yeah, saving them sixty some thousand dollars. So to add a little more detail, the lender when they when we wouldn't accept the the payoff checks back, they demanded full payment or they would foreclose the property. And at the time, seller suddenly became silent. Seller should have known the payoff was wrong. So bank can't collect from the seller. They've got a valid lien against the property that goes with the property. And they can foreclose. And so they, I think they actually filed the lawsuit because they could never get a hold of the seller. And we told the buyer not to do anything because that's what title insurance is for. And so file the title claim and now the title company or the title insurance provider, the underwriter is having to defend the lawsuit and and make uh, the buyer whole. They may end up having to pay the whole 69,000 the underwriter uh, may have to. Yeah, and then seek reimbursement uh, against uh, the seller if they can get it. But that was a situation where, you know, normally... Well, we did everything right. We did everything right. We relied on the payoff statement that was provided. And because of some glitch in the bank system that we would have not known about, they didn't know about it at the time. And so that's a hidden danger that you cannot expect or anticipate is going to happen, regardless of how good you do your job. So perfect example of why you need title insurance. Oh yeah, and that's a that's a fresh one on our minds, and we yeah. use that example quite a bit. But it also we've um, had bad legal descriptions that have been bad for three or four deeds back. So we're talking into the early two thousands, um, and the way to fix it is to find that you know all of these people and, and do redo deeds to yep. fix a legal description. Um, and sometimes that can get expensive whenever you're talking 20, 25 years ago, and then you've got dead people and then you may have to open probate and all of this and that. And so that's also something that our underwriter would do. They would Absolutely. step in, pay the cost to make it right. Yeah. Attorney's fees, everything. All right. So those are just a few examples of why you need title insurance. I think we actually have a handout that gives 50 something, 51 examples <laughs> that we can put on our website. So if you go to ECTS.com, you can pull that up and uh, get even more reasons why you should have title insurance. But I think that's going to do it for our episode today. So we appreciate you joining us for Let's Talk Title with Emberclose Title Services. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.